Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Sure. All right, Hot breath verse. welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. This is Comedians on Skype Talking Comedy, where you get to ask your favorite questions to your favorite comedians. And today's guest is one of my absolute favorites, one of the most unique voices in comedy. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the very awake, Shane Torres, everyone. Give it up for the yawning Shane Torres. Oh, what's up, everybody? What's up, East Coast? How you doing? This is for everybody, but it's special for you. <laughs> he wouldn't do this. We interrupted his morning coffee to get him on the show, everyone. So show yeah. some love for Shane here. Well, Ask some good questions. I'm in high... I'm in high media demand. I'm in high media demand. <laughs> You've got all the heat right now, Shane. You've got all the heat. I got all the hot breath. Hey, that's right. Yeah, we've had a lot of your got friends all... on here, so it's exciting to get you yeah. on here. So, oh, they are my friends. They're my competitors. Oh, is that is that the mindset? Is that how you've been so successful? No, 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 yeah, no, I'm fucking Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just watching the last dance and got all stirred up. <laughs> it seems like in listening to interviews of you and all that, it almost seems like you're, you have the opposite approach where you try to be super nice, and a lot of that has actually garnered success. Am I correct in assuming that, or is it all a facade? I mean, I just think it's good to be nice you know like i don't um it's not a it's not a professional approach to me you know you know like if people don't like me and i'm nice to them they can go fuck themselves and i have to be nice to anybody but like you know like i believe it's good to be good to people you know what i mean like i don't like it when people flex or have status because typically <clears throat> and i've seen it a bunch it's like anybody who's flexing when they have status if I've known them before, they didn't flex like that before they had a, a gig or a high profile thing, uh -huh. you know, and it's, and it's a condition of the business, I think, but it's, a, and they're not bad. They just flex, you know, they have a little more weight to throw around. So they get a little more and that's not like bad, but like, I don't fuck, fuck that dude. People who I'm, I just, it's nice to be, it's good to be nice, you know, and I know plenty of people who are very successful and like huge names and they, couldn't be more decent people. So, like, I just, I think you just, anybody who's flexing can kiss my fucking ass. Hey, yeah, you've been around yeah. people like at the level of like a Will Smith. So, you've seen the top of the mountain, not the syrup mountain, but the top of the mountain. Like, what was it like <laughs> being around literally like the 1%? <laughs> if we're talking about entertainment, it doesn't get much bigger than Will Smith. What was that experience like? And did you learn anything? from it like what was that whole thing um well it was a thing for quibi that's not out yet oh, uh okay. and we'll see how it does the current yeah the current um climate has really affected it but uh it was a thing will smith um apparently he did this thing that was very successful on his youtube page 
where he had a bucket list of things he wanted to try in his life, and he was just kind of documenting them and sharing them, and kind of neat, you know? And then one of the things he wanted to do was stand-up. He said he did stand-up, and he liked it, but never wanted to do it again, but he saw that it was very creative and interesting work. And so he came up with an idea for a show. And and that's what we all did, like all me and a bunch of other comedians. You, It's hard to learn a lot from a man like that in that kind of environment because he's um, giving his time to so many people. You have to like, you know, you get one-on-one moments with him and stuff for sure. But uh, you can't monopolize his time. It's not fair. You know, mm-hmm. like it's a little rude and not fair to everybody else, in my opinion. So like maybe that goes to me being too nice. Maybe I should have tried to. But uh, I don't uh, – yeah, you learn a lot just by watching him. Like you, like I was watching him and I was like, this guy's a fucking industry. Like it, it's insane to like watch him and be like, you make everybody a shitload of money. <laughs> like it was wild. Just watch because everybody's around. Like he just like he he started this show and there's you know there's so I was thinking about like I think there were twelve comics doing it and then all the crew and all the staff and all the catering and all the people that are just doing production and people who are writing and shoot and it was just like he just did this he just made this happen yeah you know like it's fucking bananas yeah so like that's a man's an industry so I'm sure there'd be plenty to learn from him. Uh, but, um, he was really nice. And like on the second day of shooting, he walked up to me. He was like, how you doing? Good to see you, Shane. Like, you know, like he, he, he seemed, to, um, he, he seemed present, mm. uh, which is, uh, um, like a really big thing with celebrities. A lot of the time, I think some of the people I have met in that world are not, uh, you know, like they're not giving you their attention, but he, he was, hmm. which I really enjoyed a lot from him. Well, and, someone uh, fucking super handsome, like crazy, <laughs> like still in person. Like you're like, I don't know if it's Hollywood magic in person too, but son of a bitch, son of a bitch. <laughs> he looked, he looked 4k in person. <laughs> oh dude. Fucking, we all look 4k. It's just how we look in 4k. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What go? Let's go on the um, the opposite side of the um, look spectrum to Burt Kreischer. Um, <laughs> ah, what? That's you, my buddy. You've opened for him several times. You've been on tour with him. We had Dusty Slay mm-hmm. on here sharing some funny stories of being on tour with him. But he was coming from. He's sober. He was having to drink coffee to keep up. But you seem to be in the lion's den with him, like out there in the thick of it. But just as as a comedian and all the comedians that watch this and all the super comedy nerds that watch this, like, could you take us into that world of going on tour with Burt Kreischer? Um, I'll speak some of the details. Um, there has been... Yeah, you know, it's very interesting... Because the man, he does party. We all party. But he also, his work is the most important thing. Mm. So that's what takes priority. Like, he drinks after the shows, not during or before them. Um, you know, like maybe if we have a brunch or something, he might 
have like a Bloody Mary, like not a Bloody Mary, but like that. I've never really seen him drink before shows now that I think about it. Uh, or if we're having a nice dinner or something, we might have wine, but I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen him drink before a show now that I think about it. Um, mate, but I doubt, uh, but he, he's a pro, you know, like it's very interesting because the way he goes, you know, I think in some ways, like he sells a shitload of tickets and a shitload of people come out, but him talking to as many people and the Bert's one of those people who does not have an ego and he tries hard to be inclusive. Hmm. Uh, you know, he sells a lot of tickets after his shows, I think by being nice, meaning when he shakes a lot of hands and talks to people, it really goes a long way and they want to come back. You know, like I, I think it means a lot to them and he recognizes that. And then we go to the bus and we get fucked up. We get on tour bus and have a few cocktails. Then before you know it, it's 5 a.m. And then the bus is starting when you're laying in your bunk. And you wake <laughs> up and you're just like, fuck. Uh, guess we're on our way to Wilmington or wherever, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and then, uh, what do you yeah. do on the bus? Yeah. What, like, what, like being on tour like in just the dead time, what's happening? Um. You know, there's not a lot to do. Um, Bird shoots a lot of stuff. You know, he's like, he's always, like, he creates a lot of content. I will write or try and, like, you know, work on my own career during the day when I'm not working for Bert in the sense that uh, I'm not, uh, you know, on stage or, like, prepping or anything. You know, like, I'm happy to help with it, whatever, really. But, uh, you know, like, you you go on the drive, you know, sometimes you sit there and watch TV. Like it's, sometimes it's like a day off, but you have a show, you know, it's not, not, uh, you know, like depending on how, if it, if the drive is three hours and you leave at 10 AM, like typically like what we'll someone will have gotten coffee or have made coffee. People will wake up if you're up, you know, like sometimes you sleep super fucking late and you don't even recognize, it. you know, like, and you're like, Oh my God, it's two 30. We were up till seven. You know, that, that kind of shit happens every once in a while when you just you go nuts. I'm trying not to have um, give you too many uh, too many salacious details. Not that they're it would. Here's the thing: you wouldn't you would see it because it, it's very glitzy and glamoury, man, and it's it's so fun on the outside. But on at the end of the day, on the bus, it's mostly guys talking about dumb shit, getting a little more drunk than they should, hmm. and then going to bed. You know, like, it's not great. You know, like, this isn't Montley Crew. You know, like, we're not <laughs> doing, you know, like, it's not the kind of, like, uh, it's not really the house. It's a good time. Of course. But it's not a, it's not like a, a fucking friend, you know, like, it's not, that's not the, really the house that he keeps and the way he runs shit, you know? Yeah, that was so, interesting to, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's fun and we get fucked up uh-huh. and we eat a lot of good food and stuff. It's like it's just kind of like being on vacation a lot with getting to do comedy and getting paid. You, like, you know, like you eat a lot, you drink a lot. You, like, we will go like exercise during the day and stuff. You know, to to, to try and sweat some of this shit out. But, uh, yeah, it's not it's not like there's no fucking nuts store. One night we all made a playlist and we were just listening to like Dion and Jackie Wilson and stuff and drunk driving through the night and that was super fun. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, that was, that's what was interesting talking with yeah, Dusty like, Slade. Everybody's loaded just listening to fucking old, old, you know, Bill Bell songs. <laughs> yeah, it's that seems to be the consensus. Poor fucking Dusty. I don't know how he does it. 
Yeah, but it was like, well, during the day, yeah. he's like, he's a he's a person, he's a businessman, and he doesn't drink till after the show. It's like, he, there's a reason he's successful, and it's not because he's drunk every waking minute. It's because he actually does treat show business like a business. Yeah, well, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. As Greg, uh, Greg Gerardo once said, it's show biz, not show fun. Mm. And uh, I was that was pretty funny. That's uh, great. But yeah, it, you gotta you know like if we want to have a career, you have to treat it like one. So, is there anything? Um, is he like? Yeah, helpful that's what with, I mean. That's what he does. That's what I'm trying to do. Like, yeah, with when he is he helpful with? Um, like, does he give you advice in terms of business advice or stand up advice or like what have you learned from um from like an actual comedian perspective? He will. Well, you learn by watching, mm. you know, and uh, keeping your mouth shut. Like, there's a lot to learn, and like, like I can't really go into specific lessons. Uh, but I would say, like, watching Bert and watching at this level, I think that, and want and having open for other people that are at big levels, is that. There's um, it's not just about the stage, and it's not just about off stage or something. It's about business. It's about there's so many facets to it. It's a fucking business, hmm. and you you creating your content and being a great great entertainer is the most important part of this business, but it is not the only part. Like by a long shot, like there are a lot of things. That, you have to work with good people. You have to work with smart people. Like I, I remember people being like, I was talking to somebody, somebody's manager, and I was opening for them on like a special or something, and sitting there, and they were like, they didn't like his his manager and I were just bullshitting and talking. Nice enough person for a suit, and uh, we're bullshitting and talking. He goes, ah, fucking. They had a picture of of the comedian up on like a beer ad or something and they weren't supposed to do that we're gonna have to they either have to take that down or we're gonna be like we're gonna have to ask for more money it's like shit like that you don't think of it's like that's not the thing i would give a fuck about really but that's why those people are there. that's how they're supposed to earn money for you you know like that's to make sure those things don't get taken advantage so there's those guys you want to work with smart people you want to work in the right venues you want to get the right audience in. you want to make the best comedy you are capable of making and then make it better the next time. You want, you know, like you want to know how much money you're spending. You want to work with openers that suit your style. Things like that, man. It's fucking, it's not a joke. It's, it's big business. Like, so like that's how you learn. You don't learn like, you learn other particular lessons. Like maybe do this joke this way and this kind of thing. Like, uh, and you learn like, like, like this bit should flow into this bit this way. And you know those things already. You know, I know some of them already, and then you like think about what you've forgotten. But there's just a million things to learn in this business. Nice. Yeah. Sorry, I get wound up. I had my coffee. You're not. Yeah. No, please. Is You're, that what you were looking for? You are not getting too wound up, my man. That that's the info we're looking for. Is that that kind of insight that isn't available you know that's what this show tries to capture are those kind of behind the scenes insights that 
haven't really been on record before because that helps create better comedy and better comedians. Yeah, you need to focus on getting good. Yeah. Mm. Focus on getting good. You have good. to focus on getting good. It's like I'm still doing that. And then you focus on, you know, opportunities will present themselves if you put yourself in the position to get them. Then you kill those and you learn, you know, don't like I've done. And I'm saying this out of experience of having done the wrong way. Don't treat every event that you get into like a party that you need to get fucked up at. You know, like, like mm-hmm. go treat it like a business. Like when I went to did news faces, I was shit faced <laughs> uh, and it didn't go well. And uh, they were wrong. But uh, <laughs> they were wrong because. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I, I like I feel like like, no. That they were they weren't wrong to have me. I mean, they were the people that were there to like supposed to be looking at me for talent and stuff oh, okay. who didn't come after me were wrong. I sincerely believe that. But I also didn't make it easy on them when I was shit faced, you know. I wasn't so shit faced I blew an opportunity. Like nobody was looking. So I got shit faced. Ah, gotcha. It yeah. seemed to have all worked and out. And then, though. you know, and then you find a good comic, a good senior comic that'll talk you off the bus. Yeah, we'll fucking see. <laughs> Using the phrase "it all worked out" these days is a pretty relative term, man. Well, you're you're still only really even all your success. You're still only just still beginning, in my opinion, in terms of where you're headed. Because what is, and there are we're about to get into people's questions, but I think a big thing I've learned from being a fan of you and studying you is like being singular in the sense of being uniquely you on stage and off stage, not trying to fit a specific mold or trying to appease to an opportunity, but it seems like you have a natural skill of knowing who you are, having that self-awareness and just letting that be the magnet where all your success comes from. Uh, I really appreciate that, but I think nothing could be further. I have no idea who I am all the time. But I <laughs> like—I like, literally have woken up and be like, "Who is this?" <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, I—I'll say this, and I think this might help answer your statement. Is that like, I think uh, my goal has all always been this. Pretty maybe not always, but pretty early on was to tell jokes that only I could tell. Meaning they sounded like my jokes, and I sound like me, and like I'm writing my own way. And there were times where I certainly did not mm-hmm. do that in comedy. Like like I did like like very early on, I was like uh, like I was just trying stuff and to be overly influenced by comedians I was watching. You know, like and like I remember I think my second set ever I acted like I thought a comedian should act. And that's like a gross thing because comedians don't have to act any certain way. You know, they still have to be funny. I think when people say they're not acting like a comedian, uh, it can be also be very bad because I think that means they don't have to try and they just, they think that means they don't have to try and they guide it in uh, <laughs> bullshit acts like it's not good Mm -hmm. but you're like they can do it you don't get it kind of thing like if it's too abstract uh and nothing is actually too abstract it's just not executed well i think uh which is what i mean so like i think be yourself you know like nobody wants to see an imitation of seinfeld 
and I don't want to see an imitation of Bert, you know, like, and like, uh, like you just want, uh, I want it to be interesting. So I like seeing interesting people do new things I haven't seen, or I like seeing people who have done great stuff, make more great stuff. Perfect. No, but I like, nobody wants to see fucking Shane Batty, EA, like, you know, set a pick. That's not why you go to the Madison Square Garden. You go because you want to see LeBron throw a dunk down. Like, they're both important things, but you get it. Yeah, that's a great analogy, too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, yeah, let's get into yeah. uh, fan questions here. Um, and this first one, let's do, uh, let's get Chase in here first because he's actually watching from work right now. He's such a big fan. He's watching this from work. So... Let's let's get his question. He's in, in a place that's open. Yeah, I think he works at like um, I think like a car shop, like a mechanic. So I guess they've been working on cars because he'll tune in yeah. from work okay. a lot. Um, so this one from Chase Bonin. We'll, we'll be sure he puts those fucking brake pads in. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. He's probably huddled in the bathroom just waiting on his question to get answered. Uh, yeah, what's your what's your question, Chase? Says first off, I saw you at Club Three Three Seven in Lafayette, and it has been the funniest comedy show I've ever seen so far. When you say you laugh like a bully's friend, or your laugh is haunting, is Where? that say what? Did I cut out? Where did he see me? At, at Club Three Three Seven in Lafayette. Oh, yeah, 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 I know that. It's a good spot. Oh, right, JP yeah, Leonard. I love that place. That's yeah, my JP favorite. Yeah, J.P. Leonard's room, yeah. Oh, yeah, J.P. pops in here a lot, too, yeah. Yeah, I've done his beer garden yeah. show. I haven't done... Yeah, uh, what was the question? Oh, sorry. Club 337. Um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, he's the best, I love him. We have, uh, let me say, oh, here it is, okay. When you when you say you laugh like a bully's friend or your laugh is haunting, is that written into your sets or is a spontaneous thing you'll do to maintain momentum? Um, I have done that with that line. Um, I don't know, like. <clears throat> I use, I've used that line to build momentum or like keep momentum in an act. Like when somebody has a particular laugh, you'd say something like that. But it's really just about it being present. You know, like you yourself being present. Like when you hear somebody with a particular laugh or a waitress drops a pile of drinks or, you know, whatever. Somebody's chair slides to a, to a, if you acknowledge it, you have to be present. Like that's it. Like, if you are not present doing comedy, then it is not your best stuff ever. Mm. You know, like, and like, that is something, you know, I can't say I've done it every night, but I try hard. Like you, everybody paid to get a sitter, you know, and, or do whatever. And when comedy clubs come back soon, hopefully people are going to be going through even more trouble and have more on their minds. You need to give them something great. They're still spending their fucking money. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's why you're there. 
So that, you know, like you're there to do a like great job lines. and be funny for yourself, number one. But uh, you know, other people are paying for their experience watching you. Yeah. yeah. So being in my mind, um, they have. Yeah, I've had. I wouldn't. I don't think they're written really as much as they are just like a little trick I have that I use, which even even and even that I don't know is uh, something I want to be doing anymore because if it's a trick, then it kind of can become a habit and then it can become a bad habit. So like I may like move away from that, not not being present necessarily, but like using lines that are essentially uh, not as spontaneous as they look. All right. Well, good. Good yeah, question. Yeah, uh, which Tracy. I which I think is bad actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry I tried to be candid and pulled the curtain back too much, Chase. <laughs> No, that's good to know because he's he's a comedian. As Check well. under the hood for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one coming from Christopher. Uh-uh. Christopher C J James. Will Shane Torres vote Guy Fieri for president? What? Will you vote Guy Fieri for president? What's the question? That's what no. the question was. No. Man, look, come on. That's, that's it. What a dick. <laughs> I, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd have to look at his policies, I guess. Um, uh, <laughs> but probably not, man. No. Uh, he's a, uh, I'm sure he's a, sweet, he's a sweet enough dude, but yeah. Not, uh, I don't know if, he, if I want him politicking. We already have one television personality in the White House, and it's fucking dicking us over pretty good. Are you are you tired yeah. of that? Uh, yeah. Are so you I'll, tired I'll of that, that joke? Way. Like, are you tired of uh, having like talking about that joke? No. Oh, okay. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I I get it. It's a, it's a thing I got known for, but it's like I'm I'm very well determined to not be a one hit wonder. Boom. You know, like, like that's not, um, that's not a thing I want. Uh, and I guess that makes sense. You know, like, I mean, clearly that makes sense. But like, and I don't think I am. I think that's just the thing. Like, that is a thing that went viral and people who are, I've only watched that will know me from, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like. But I have jokes that are better than that joke. That just happens to be at the moment. It's a great bit, and I'm proud of it. But it just happens to be hit at the right time. Not just happened to, but it hit at the right time. It was a good take, and I'm very proud of it. And I think the joke makes sense. And I think it's a valuable lesson in the joke. But I do think I've written jokes that are funnier. And I think if people look at my my body of work and when my next special comes out, whenever that is... Uh, but they'll see that too. So, yeah. Where did it start? Because like, I mean, the Conan clip is like a four minute bit, but like, what was the first line of that entire bit that really like sparked that? Oh, I'm on to something here. Oh, I hated going. I thought it was hacky that people used him as a reference all the time. Okay. I thought it was an airport. Like when I would go to comedy and people were just like, oh, you know, like guy here's like, fuck you, dude. Like I just, 
you want to shit on this dude for the exact same thing. The irony of it is that they didn't get that's exactly what they were doing. Is the thing they were making fun of him for, for creating bad, uh, for lack of a better word, content. You know, and I was like, and I was like, and then I, then I was just like, and then I thought to myself, it was like, I knew they weren't bad people that were making these jokes, but I was just like, and I thought to myself, the, the, the line was just like, well, what did he ever do that was that bad? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then, and then, like, then the line that followed was, that that's where the joke writing came in. And it started there. It was like, uh, you know, like, because as far as I can tell, all he ever did was follow his dreams. And that, and that, and then that's where I, I really started doing heavy lifting on the joke after that. So, and is that heavy lifting yeah. like pen to paper? Like, well, who else do we treat like this? And then Nickelback comes up. Like, what is that heavy lifting? Um, there's a little bit, I mean, that goes into the way I think, I think, or uh, other, anyone would think like, I mean, like the heavy lifting comes in. So that's a premise and that's one line of a joke, Mm -hmm. that part of that fear bit. And so the rest of it is like, how do I want to be creative in this bit? And how does, what direction do I want to take this in? Like, you know, like, do I want to make it hypothetical? Do I actually want to research? You know, like there's a million ways to go about it. And that's where like becoming a comedian and and peppering your dish of comedy for people comes in. Like that's not, you know, like if I could have left it there, you know, and it could have just been a, a, a 10 second joke. I could have left it dot, dot and washed my hands of it. That would have been enough. Uh, for me, ah, that's a clever joke. He could have probably could have done more with that is what people would have said. But I think I got a lot out of it, you know, like, and I started thinking about, what is next? Like, what else is in that world? What makes sense? You know, like, it's just all, you could kind of reverse engineer sometimes and you're like, like, well, this is kind of like, sometimes you get so close to a bit in a joke to make, you're making such a good point that just the way you feel about something can support the joke Hmm. by like saying, yeah, like, and I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I know I've seen it done. If you showed me someone's bit, I could. Like, what's next to something? Is what's next to your subject or your point? Um, okay. So uh, I'll, I'll reference myself. So on my album, I do a bit about weddings. And about people, uh, and uh, and the bit after it is a bit about babies falling out of windows. Um, but weddings and babies go together, kind of like they're just they live next to one another in a neighborhood almost of of subject matter, and there's no transition, but like that's a feeling. When I did that, and I did the jokes like that live, and I would do them like that live, and they're that way on the um, is that one follows the other. It's not hard for me to see for anyone to see how I got to that from wedding nights to babies. It wasn't like wedding nights and then like Tiger King, you know, like I did or whatever. Right, of course, right, you know, like right. they, you know, like you like yeah. So that can be an element in the joke. 
And even your yeah. like so that, that's what, it seems how you say things as well because you did study like vocal performance in college and it seems like you are intentional about saying things louder sometimes or saying them quieter and like the intonation you have it seems like you take it down to that fine yeah. of an approach or am I just overanalyzing yeah it? no no I, I I use tone oh, and cool. volume I use tone and volume for sure you know but everyone does um maybe I am a little too inflictive with how I use it but I I know like Hedberg's tone mm-hmm. like more maybe better than most people you know like Lewis Black uses tone and volume you know like Michael Che uses tone it's just different like uh, I mean and maybe my range changes a little more than a lot of people's but um, uh, yeah everyone uses tone and volume like it, but it's like it, that is a tool to keep an audience you know it's a tool to, it's, it's, it's a, there's a variety of ways to use it it's uh but that is a way an audience stays present when the shift when your tone shifts it's a way for you to inflect jokes it's a way for you to like calm an audience down there's a there's there's a lot of uh, weapons with tone there's a lot of ways to use it as a weapon so to calm an audience down you almost bring your voice down so then they have to listen harder and then go higher when you really want to like emphasize something. Is that well, what kind of uh-huh. you can't? Yeah, I mean, kind of. That's it. But like, you can also use it to build. Like, I I have a six minute joke about everything bagels, uh, and the tone is pretty much the same the whole time, but it it builds the longer it goes. I mean, the weapon in that joke isn't necessarily the way. There's these like massive blistering punchlines in it, but there are these ways that it uh, kind of builds, even though it stays the same place. Because like, like there's a way to hold people in their pocket. It's like, uh, it's like someone carrying an egg on the back of their hand or something. You know, like you can. That is a way to like build tension. It's just to like walk around like. You know, like, like is he going to hold it? Is he going to be able to keep it? Is it what's coming out? How is this going to change? Like, oh. like, you know, like that's a that's a way to do it. And when it comes to uh, the physicality side, it seems you're intentional about like having yeah. your like hand on your hip, and you will kind of like emphasize different. Like, it, I'm guessing that's intentional because I've seen it on your Conan and also your other sets. So it's like, what what's going I, on here? Just a, It's just, it was like OCD, and then uh-huh. it's just the, a habit I have. I don't know, man. I, it, it is what it is now. Oh. It's, it, it, it might be a little too late to change it. I wish <laughs> I could, and people people might like uh, be like, well, he's not so weird after all. But uh, we'll see if that changes. Oh, okay. So that's just something, as a yeah. comedian, you're constantly evolving, and that's just kind of right, a wrinkle you're tick. working to iron out. I guess, or I would just say it's just a thing I do. Okay. You know, some people jiggle their keys in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people like chew on to like it's just a habit I have, a tick. You know, some people favor their to look to their left than to their right on stage. Some people, yeah. uh, just are that way. You know, 
Cool. Okay. Some people strut. Some people pause. Just, just a thing I do, I guess. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You see, I go like deep. I like see something. And I'm like, but why? So I'm. I. That's why I kind of nerd out on that stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're overthinking. You're overthinking that horse shit. <laughs> but I wasn't overthinking the voice stuff. So we're on the right track with that. Um. So yeah. Yeah. You're. You're. You're, you're one of that too. You're batting one fifty. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's run through these questions here. Sorry, kids, I um, I got a little carried away because then what? Just being a fan and just seeing how unique you are on stage, I always love to know the process behind that. Um, this one comes from Aaron Despiva. He asks, "Do you have any?" Oh shit! Calm down. <laughs> I'm blowing smoke up my ass. All right, so the next question here, Aaron Despiva, he says, do you have a dream project you would like to do, a sitcom or otherwise? Um, yeah, uh, it's a... I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm, wor- I'm working on something, a couple of things. Uh, some of them are not dream projects. Some of them are just things I'm excited about. And then some are like big ones. But I'm holding those close to the ass right now. But I do have them. But I don't like, I have them because like, uh, you know, the dream project is to have a nice life through comedy and perform the way I want and get the things I want out of it. Uh, and that, comes with assembling other building blocks and making good things. Cool. Very diplomatic answer there. So let's move on to the next Thank one. Thank you. That's... I don't know what diplomatic <laughs> it was. It was informative, but still, um, it, hel- it was like an egg on the back of your hand. We're still like, oh, there's something happening there, but he's not. He's not. Yeah. But yeah, that's still good. Yeah, that's that's good to know though. Uh, the next, I uh, yeah, I uh, I'll tell you this. There's a delay. Yeah, there's a delay. So anytime I make a joke, it takes so long for you to laugh at it. I'm like, oh my god, I'm <laughs> like I'm just dying and bombing here. So there's like a real delay on the Skype. So, so like you're just like, and I'm just like, yeah. You know, I'm like, I just, uh, I want to make beautiful stuff. And you're just like, mm-hmm. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, I've noticed the delay as well. I've noticed the and delay then, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, like, I'll say something, yeah. and then I'll start talking through what you're saying, probably as we go back and forth now. But I'm on, uh, I'm using my um, phone as a hotspot because my internet has been glitchy today, and I didn't want to risk it, so... We we have the glitch anyway, which is perfect. But you're in Atlanta, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Are you in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh. So yeah. Give me we, another question. Yeah, we got uh let's do, 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 this with Justin Williams and then John. Yes. All right. So Justin Williams asked, what's your favorite place to perform? Uh, 
Um, clubs. I mean, I mean, you get that question a lot. So the clubs, it's like on the road, it's comedy on state, helium, Portland, my home club. Um, in New York, it's the comedy cellar. There is no greater place. Uh, cities like Chicago, Zanies is great. They are the people who are very good to me there. And I love Chicago as a city. Boston is great. Um, I like cities, you know, so it's, um, uh, shows they may not know about. I mean, you know, about star bar in Atlanta. That's one of my favorite places ever to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, uh, Sam bones room, the dragon's den in new Orleans is great. um, and, you know, then there's a ton of independent shows that are awesome. But uh, JJ's in Chattanooga is is wild and super fun. I've done that, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, like there's a ton of them, really. Uh, but they're all different. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, this in New York is, you know, mecca-level stuff. Yeah, I saw a photo with you on stage with it's, David uh, Tell there. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Will. Yeah, and Sylvance. Uh huh. The other person in it. Yeah, the three of us. Yeah, Dave brought me on stage. It was pretty cool. That's a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a big moment. That's a pretty cool moment. Uh, John Barwick asks, "Was he a manager at Arby's?" Uh, no. It was a. It was a. A couple of different local burger, a, bo- a local burger chain in Texas, and then uh, a TGI Fridays. But Arby's is funnier as a word, so I used Arby's. Nice, <laughs> pulling back the curtain here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. And um, oh, and Chase says he likes how Patton Oswalt uses tone and volume as well. This is cool. He's brilliant. Yeah, have you op- you yeah, worked with him? Ben's great. New special out today, I think. Yeah, um, we've worked together a few times. He's been nice enough to have me on stuff. Um, he did. I opened for him on the special before the this past one, this one that comes out today. I opened wow. on that special. He one of my big crowning moments today. In comedy is he did a podcast and on the podcast they asked him if he could steal someone's joke whose would it be and he said Gary Goldman's state capitals joke and mine. Uh, so, uh, you know, and I like I love Patton. He is a he's like a guy for me like in comedy that is like very important. So that was very flattering. Yeah the the uh, the Guy Fieri yeah. joke right you're saying. Yeah, 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 still, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the uh, it wasn't the ex girlfriend shampoo bottle joke. So, uh, but yeah, I uh, that was like it's a it was a it was huge when it happened, and even now, with all this going on, when you think I need to think of some good things, that might be a thing I think of on occasion. It sounds like you've had we're talking about you getting asked to come on stage with David Tell and like Pat Oswalt saying things like that. I mean, are there any others of those moments that come to mind that it's just like is this li- is this real life type of deal? Uh, 
Um, it's always flattering, man. Um, because those people are great. You know what I mean? Like, and they, they. I mean, they're brilliant. Uh, a Gaffigan walked up to me once at a show and was like, he talked to me about the bit. Uh, that's flattering. Spending time with people when they treat you as a peer, no matter who they are, uh, that have like had real success. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It feels good because it feels like you're capable. You know, like they don't—they're not just giving it out, and they're not like I'm good. I know I'm good, but it's it's nice to see it from people who have had success. And this can tie into our final question, actually. Of who is your biggest influence from the past, and who is another young comic you think people should pay attention to? Hmm. Um, I think Sam Evans is a comedian people should be watching. Okay. All the time. He's brilliant. Uh, he's a good friend, but he's like he's got an album coming out next week called Sweet Baby Boy. People should check it out. Uh, and influence, it's I feel like all my influences have been canceled due to their bad conduct. So like I thought, really? I <laughs> really? <laughs> but not all of them. Like I loved Louie and I loved like you know, like you loved people, you know. So it's just. And that's like, but I mean, they were big for me, but, um, somebody, like, it's a weird question to ask, I think, because it makes you like whimsical and you think about people that did that for you. And then like, oh yeah, they turned out to be fucking scumbags. Uh, um, a is a person I love. It's comedy. I love watching. Um, I love Kathleen Madigan. I think she's great. Um, and somebody who really did it and still does it. And then, like, I mean, I guess they're kind of peers of mine, but uh, Jackie Cation and Lori Kilmartin are both amazing. Uh, I would say peers in the sense of, like, we kind of we work in the same places and stuff, but I think they're just so special. Uh, like, and I remember watching Jackie years and years ago before I'd even heard of Lori, you know, it's just like this woman is blistering. Like it's just brilliant. All right. Well, this, this has been uh this has been great, Shane. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, Oh yeah, man. Yeah. This was very nice. Is there any closing advice or wisdom you could bestow upon us comedians before we uh, depart here? Or anything you've learned? How long have you been doing comedy, Shane? 12 years. 12 years? So, I mean, is there anything, because it's even more just like things you've learned along the way. Like, is there anything you've learned that you could, like, share with us to kind of help the next generation of comedians? I think um, work hard, be smart, and be nice pretty simple things you know mm-hmm. i think they're pretty easy um to do and they go a long way and yeah i think yeah like work 
do it. Take it seriously. If you want to be a career and treat it like a career. Boom. Well, all right. There you have it. Hot breath of verse. Shane Torres. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a round of applause. Can I plug something? Let them know. I was just about to say where, yeah, let them know everything and how they can support you. Uh, you need to uh, watch Good God tonight on Twitch at 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. Okay. Oh, it's my show. I do with a few other comedians. Uh, we have a very good lineup tonight. Uh, it's on hold, on the Hold the Phone channel on Twitch. Okay. Uh, it's a live stream comedy show. Tim McLaughlin, Michael Fox, tons of great people. Um, Tom Takar from Conan, Phoebe Bottoms, Caitlin Cook from Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Lots of great stuff. Music, comedy, fun. So <laughs> tune in. I want people to watch it. God damn it. All right. Anywhere else you want them to go and to support Shane Torres? Uh, keep an eye, keep an eye out for shit. When you know when this all blows over, I'll be back, and uh, I can't wait to see you guys out there shows. Awesome. All right. Well, Shane Torres, thank Sooner you for being hot breath, my man. Hot breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.